Welcome everyone to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series Orenthal with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a hundred years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hi everyone, I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of the campaign, and with me here are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam, I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a Way of the Kensei monk, uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, my name is Chris, I'm going to be playing Daryl. He is a evocation-specialized wizard. He will be blowing things up. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf cleric of the Domain of the Grave. I'm Nick, I'm going to be playing Tor, a level 5 dwarven inquisitive rogue. This is Bethany. I'm playing Sari and Asavar, Order of the Immortal Mystic. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Orenthal Redux, Episode 6. I have so many questions. Last time, after taking care of one of Sildan's little ones, Elsus, the party began to try and piece together what was happening and what the plans of the Whispered Ones were. As they debriefed several individuals who came to see them, including Lily and Captain Marsk, they began to formulate a plan over what the next steps would be in their investigation. Asaria began to use her abilities to try and find her old mentor, Daryl tried to figure out the magic that was on Tor that may be impeding his own memory, while Tor looked through the documents that they had recovered from the scene where they battled the Oni. So Tor, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Alrighty. 18. Okay. So initially looking through the papers, you realize there's many that you can't read the writing. You're not sure what language it's in, but it's not one you know. Based off your roll, you catch references to Trabone, as well as references to who you would assume to be Bai, as it describes the old blind lady. You eventually do catch as well the phrase, acquired his research. And you also get obtained access to dwarf cleric, as well as the previous phrase of cleric can kill if needed. That's what you're able to get based off the Dwarven that you're able to read. I would also like you to make another intelligence saving throw. Okay. 14. You take two points of psychic damage as you're sifting through some of these papers. As you kind of grip them, seem to affect you in some way. You catch images of someone in great pain, as well as the image of a a dwarven woman wearing full plate mail standing up at some sort of podium for a moment. Does she look familiar? Make an intelligence check. Throughout all this, Daryl, you release again your detect magic, and now that you're focusing more, realize that one of the auras that's on Tor is on Tor himself, not on any of his items. So you do get another what seems to be much more powerful enchantment effect. Does it seem to be the same type of aura as the alter memory one? Or does it 
It's similar, but it's not the same. Can I make an arcana check to see if I can figure out what it is? Go ahead. And then I'm going to jump quickly back to Tor. Seven. You don't recognize her. Okay. Do I know any of her other features? Okay, so so a, dwar- a dwarven woman in plate mail standing at a podium. Seems to be definitely some warrior of some sort, and you did catch a holy symbol. Oh, so probably a cleric. Okay. You do know that it is very common for dwarves to be clerics, though. Just so you're aware. And Daryl, what was your check? Not a whole lot better with a uh, 14. You're not sure exactly in what ways this might be different. Okay. Oh. But you you can get with that much that it may be more difficult to remove. Maybe more difficult to remove than the previous one? Yep. Okay. I'll relay that to the group that the effects are similar, but it's, it's much more powerful. And that I don't know if the same method that we used before would work again, or if only a greater restoration would be able to cure him. Could certainly try a remove curse, but I can't guarantee that it'll work. And then I will try and assist Tor with looking over the documents, and I will cast Comprehend Languages as a ritual. Okay. I so had another, another flash of memory of Dwarven Woman and Plate Mail at a podium. There was a holy symbol, and I know that clerics from my lands are not uncommon, but I'm seeing a few phrases here uh, related to even Trawbone and Bai, and also something about acquired my research or his, but I assume that means mine. Obtained access to dwarf cleric. Cleric can kill if needed. So I'm going to pause on that. Sildan and Kalima, what were you guys doing during this 10 minutes? So I think I would have gone over to Kalima and just been like, so I wanted to first off thank you for all that you've done for Elsis. How are you doing after that encounter with Malika? She's just going to kind of like cross her arms and look at you. It's not a problem helping your little ones. I'll be okay. I just hope we can find him and stop whatever he's doing. I have a feeling, since I thought he was dead, that this is going to be more challenging than initially we may have thought, but hoping it won't be. But thank you for asking. No problem. I feel like it's my fault that my little ones were put in this situation since I mentioned them to him. Did anything about his personality seem different to you? Than when you previously have had dealings with him? He just seemed mostly the memory loss. I mean, I guess if you're killed and brought back, you may not remember it as a potential. So while all this is happening, before you actually finish your Comprehend Languages, you hear the sounds of light feet running up the steps and just a quick, like, knock on the door. Which door? It's Lily. It's like, okay, so I left a message for Gerbo and we should be all good. You wanted me to watch her, right? Yes, please. And she she just points at Elsis. Okay, so she kind of hops in the room and is like, well, um, I guess I'll just be here. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like she's physically trying to restrain herself from her normal level of talking. <laughs> she's like, be cool, be cool, be cool. <laughs> Don't scare the kid. <laughs> you can, this, uh, so I'll, I'll sort of try to introduce Lily to Elsis. So this is Elsis. I'll just say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she still seems very weak. 
This is the the one we told you about. Lily, you do not have to feel that you need to restrain yourself. Okay, that's good. Hi, so you're a little monk too, and I can't, I mean, that must be so interesting. How does this hold on as a teacher? Because I really would want to know, because I've actually thought about... Like, as she gets going, like, Helena's just going to politely put a hand, like, on her shoulder, like, settle down. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yes, I will make sure that Elsa's is... time. Okay. You, you may be here okay. for a while. You'll have plenty of time for questions. Yes. All right. So after a little bit more time, Daryl, your comprehend languages spell. Comprehend. 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 I would like you to make an investigation check for me. 26. Nice. Okay. So you get the same thing from the Dwarvish writings that Tor was looking at. You look through several others and you notice one seems to be a map or a partial of a map as it's mostly destroyed. And you can catch the outline of Orenthal on it with a marking specifically of a place nearby. You catch the words Fulmar and strike here towards the map. You realize based off of things that Sildan has talked about that that's the monastery of Kakos that was specifically marked. In addition to that, as you're looking through, you see what seems to be a letter from Melika. It talks about how he was struck down and a haziness as the earth seemed to open up from underneath him. He found himself deep underground and he believes that at any moment he will pass out from blood loss and he gives himself to his god Kelimvor in his last moments. In addition to that, you find the name Antinua and can hit anyone on the podium as well i would like you to make a straight intelligence check okay or history if you have it actually i do have history please let me do history yeah (laughs) (laughs) please sir history would be a 14 okay you see what seems to be on some sort of other map but you can't quite tell what it's to Lastly, I would like you to make an intelligence saving throw. 23. So as your hand is passing over papers that appear to be blank, a flash of images come to your mind. You see a a structure, solid stone around you, and you see water passing through the structure and going off into some side tunnel. You see someone crying out in agony and pain as it seems to be being tortured in some way, but it's hard to tell how. You get the impression of uh, memories from Melika, but again, it, it passes by. This seems to be whatever this is hitting you is partial ideas and thoughts. Finally, you get an image of that same dwarven cleric standing on a podium and seeming to just attack everyone around her. You then immediately the image shifts to a female archer uh, dressed elegantly, but firing from a small arrow slit in the tower towards some distant target. And the only direct phrase you get from all this is, is a deep, deep voice, cold and dark as it seems to enter your mind and says, it matters not who will join us. The result is the same. 
use either the elven woman or the dwarf cleric. And then the images fade from your mind. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I assume he shares all of this? Yeah. Before all this happens, because it does take you guys a good deal of time to look through this and investigate this, Saria. Yay! It has been an hour. (laughs) Oh, gosh. This ability takes forever. And by the way, it just says I basically concentrate on, so I'm just sitting there for an hour. (laughs) You are feeling the most bored you've ever- You can't talk to anybody. You have not used this ability to this extent before, so you're really focusing on this power to find a creature. And you feel almost as if you leave your body. Your gaze floats high above the city. You see Orenthal, and you shrink down, focuses more, and you see into what appears to be the Uncle of Heights District, and you focus down even more, and you see moving towards a structure, a figure, hooded, cloaked, slim frame, two long swords at her side as she approaches a door, knocks three times, looks around for a moment, and steps in. As your vision pulls away at the last moment, she seems, as she's looking over her shoulder, you see Fulmar. (sighs) Okay, do I recognize this street in the Uncle of Hyde's district? You feel like you could get there. Okay, all right. It was a street you crossed at one point during your your travel, uh, initially to go see Lash. Okay, I will stand up and wait a minute because I'm pretty sure my foot fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Then I will go and tell the others. (laughs) Nice. All right, so I pop into the room. And what do what do I see when I enter the other room? As you're entering the room, it seems Lily is kind of talking at what appears to be a laboringly slow pace. <laughs> For her. For her. Yeah. So is it like normal, normal tempo? Yeah, it's a normal person's speed of speech. And she's just asking questions of Elsis about her time uh, being trained as a monk. Kalima and Sildan seem to be conversing as Tor and Daryl are just sifting through all of these papers. And there is a moment as you're initially entering that Daryl has his hands on some papers, but seems to not be moving and then just comes out of some sort of trance. So Daryl, you can now make your Arcana check. I know where Fulmer is. I rolled a 16. You have no idea what just happened. I have no idea what just happened, guys, but I saw a vision... It was very strange. I, th- I think I saw your uh, dwarven cleric. By the way, Kalima, as Daryl describes the dwarven cleric in a little mm-hmm. bit more detail, you recognize the description as Ambassador Ild Gorun. Yep, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to actually say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm. Tor's description was a little too vague for you to get it specifically, but as Daryl reiterates a lot of it and emphasizes on certain details, it pops into your head. Yep. I like draw out the uh, holy symbol that uh, she carried. I know exactly who that is. Uh, she is definitely she's definitely a, a more than capable fighter. If somebody controls her and if he, it sounds like they're gonna like to try to do it while she's up on the podium with all of the other ambassadors, then we need to make sure that that does not happen. It made hints that it, somebody named Antinua may be the one doing it. Does that name ring a bell to anyone? If you say that, like she just gets like the angriest look. That's who I'm here to protect and who I am following. 
what what makes you think that that she's the one in in control? I'm not sure, but I part of the text said that Intinoa can hit anyone on the podium. Maybe that's saying she will be controlled. I'm not sure. But I also saw more than just the dwarf. I saw an elven woman who was an archer, and I saw Melik. Melika. As he uh, describes the Melika. elven woman, it matches Antinua's description. I figured. That's why I was like, mm. <sighs> So, yeah, Kalina's just scratching her head. She's like, okay, so they're going to try to take over ambassadors who are in powers, which means that somebody who has enough power or can get close enough to them, I would assume. Well, if you're saying that Antinoa is that elven woman, maybe that can hit anyone on the podium means that she might try and assassinate somebody. If she wanted to hit anybody, she could, yes. However, we were brought here as ambassadors to our kingdom. After what's happened, she would not do that. Well, this assumes that she's yeah, not being is, controlled. Assuming she's in full control of her actions. And I'll, I'll relay like what I had heard from that uh, deep voice. So it it sounds like this is what the plot might be, but that doesn't tell us why these people were taken. None of it makes sense yet. What are we missing? So it seems like they're going to try and control either one of them. So I know where Fulmar is. This seems like it's all interconnected and is somehow relating to controlling these ambassadors so that they'll turn on each other or one of them will turn on the others. I think we need to warn them, but I think we still need to keep investigating the Whispered Ones because it seems well, like they're question. what is behind it all. Didn't Vral say that, what, what was the commonality between the people that were taken? That they were seemingly unimportant people, but they all had jobs in places where they could hear a lot of information. Uh, in the tavern, in inns, in the Wizarding Academy, they were all in places that they could learn things, is kind of the only common thread that he felt that they were able to find. So that still doesn't fit in with if they have some way to control the ambassadors, why would they need those people? Well, those people seem like they have common jobs and can be placed at different points to allow for some plot. Except for if they're returned, no one's going to trust them. It's not the real return. I think it's them being taken that's important. Yeah. Unless their disappearances are swept under the rug and not made of importance to city leadership. I mean, we're having to do this. Saria, you hear a voice suddenly in your head as you recognize it as Thoven. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I have received your message. We should meet. I have encountered these whispered ones once before, unfortunately. Give me a few hours and tell me where you can meet. I'll say to meet at the Nickel Granger Tavern in the Hildermarket District. I have several things I need to attend to. It will take me a few hours. I will meet you sometime afternoon. I'll be here if I can. I'll plan to be here. I, yeah, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Hi. Very well. I will cast sending again to let you know when I am almost here. All right. I'm going to say because of how Saria seems to react with Ovid, you all notice like she kind of seems to get unusually quiet for one. Yeah. And then a little kind of, Sheepish, a little awestruck, but you don't hear anything. Okay, so Thoven Arborshade just messaged me, and apparently he has encountered the Whispered Ones before and can tell us something, but it won't be for a few hours. 
Of course he's encountered him. That guy's so bad. Yeah. I mean, if you want to meet up, that'd be cool. Okay. So then she'll, she'll kind of shake it off and be like, okay, so we have a few hours. I really think that we should meet with him. It sounds like he's taking care of something before that. I don't Do know Do we want to go take care of but... some things before we meet up with him too? Yeah, I think so. But the question is, what are we doing? I've exactly. found where Fulmer is. Maybe that will be the answer. How far away? But I have no idea how to confront Fulmer. <laughs> She's what? Maybe like 20, 20 minutes away, Tony? Considering how busy the streets are, it will take longer than that. So maybe like an hour. Yeah. All right, so we need to get word to the ambassadors. That's crucial. You all suddenly start hearing like a, what sounds like a tapping sound on the ground, and you realize Lily hasn't been speaking for the past 10 minutes as her foot's just like rapidly bouncing on the floor. As she kind of seems like she wants to say something but is waiting. Okay, yeah, okay, what is it, Lily? <laughs> um, I can send the message out to the ambassadors. Uh, this seems like a lot of really important information to give Gerbo too, so I can go back and do that, and then I can come back here and watch Elsa's. <sighs> I feel better. <laughs> How long will that take you? Uh, d- d- 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Fine. That'll give us time to get ready, get our things together, and as soon as you get back, we can head to, and Kalima's gonna point to Saria, where you think that Fulmer is? Where I located her, um, at least at the end of using my ability. <laughs> yeah, and Kalima has the look of, like, I don't understand how any of this works. Like, I do the healing, but that's it. So, go... And she's going to, like, do the thumb to the door. to Like, as soon as that yeah. happens, she bolts. <laughs> you see her, like, double sprinting. So I'll kind of just walk over to Elsa's. So do you think you'll be all right talking to her for a while? So for the first time since she's been awake, you see a small smile. And she says, I think I'll be fine. Thank you, Master. Sorry, I'll walk up to her and say, I'm sorry if it felt like I was intruding in your mind. It was just the recent events. I'll give her a questionable look. What are you talking about? I was trying to to see if I could help um, her with her memories. It's an ability I have to sort of meld with someone's mind. Interesting. Yep. So I will say, other than Kalima, this is the first any of the rest of you have heard yeah. this. Huh. I've just accepted it as something I can do. I, I try to use it to help people, but I'm, I'm sorry that it was intrusive, but you'll be okay. So while they're doing this, I'm actually going to go back to the other room where all my stuff still is and okay. like fully gear up and everything because I never actually put on my armor. You gather your gear. It t- doesn't take you very long, Kalima. I mean, it's just a, it's light armor, so it takes just a couple of minutes. Yeah. So we have a little bit of time to kill, it would seem. Yes. So Daryl, you said you had this vision while you were just reading the papers that Tor gathered? Yeah, it was very strange. I was reading them using my ability to understand all languages, and I had this, essentially, vision. Sorry, you had entered the room when his hand was over several pieces of paper. Can I see those particular pieces of paper? Sure. I'll hand them over. Okay. Okay. As soon as you touch them, Saria, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. 21. Okay. So you see everything that Daryl saw, and you immediately recognize that there is some sort of psionic imprint upon the pages themselves. Oh. Being a psionicist, you are the only one capable of knowing that. Okay. I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, so you see that, you know, sorry, I'll say that for a second. She's like, okay, I just had the same vision you did. There's some sort of psionic or mystical imprint in the actual pages that's causing these visions to occur. It's not exactly magic per se, 
but it's sort of related to the source of my abilities. I don't fully understand it, but I know that it's connected. Now that you're holding it, Saria, and that you understand it, you actually are able to feel just barely slight shifts and ripples in the page itself as if someone had literally left an imprint there. Do I have any sense about whether this was intentional? Like it was supposed to produce It seems like this is completely intentional. Like this is a message to somebody. Sorry, I'll explain. I think this is supposed to have been left as a message for someone that we have somehow accidentally intercepted. Can I check the other? I was going to say, you do also get the impression. By the way, this is all the papers that seem to be blank. You do also get the impression that the message is partially destroyed as the pages are damaged from the fire. Can I check the rest of the pages, including the ones I have in Celestial, to see if they have this sort of energy imprint? Make an investigation check. It's a total of 18. Okay. So you actually get small flashes as if they're like are small bits of this imprint on some of the pages, but it doesn't tell you more than what the page actually says. The one that you have, however, for the celestial, you see something repeated over and over again, just failure, another failure, another failure. And each one seems to be like more and more upset. And you get small phrases of dozens dealt with use as unknowing assassin. Oh no! (laughs) You get a bit that says utilizing angelic essence into an unborn child. And lastly, success. Oh no! (laughs) Great. (laughs) Saria is not going to share that. (laughs) Not yet. She's going to take a little bit of time to process this privately. But she might look a little shaken, a little distracted to the rest of the group. Daryl asked, what did you see? You had the same, like, distant look on your face. Uh, there was some more imprint of sort of that psychic energy, but there weren't any more visions on these. So you suddenly hear from the corner of the room, Oh my gosh, you guys are so boring, I can't believe you would do this. Come on, just get on with it. What? And turn to look to see a tiny figure, long blue hair, purple skin wearing bright orange and yellow robes tapping his foot so quickly it's a what? blur what 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 oh sorry uh i just got so bored because all of you are just really really um hold on let me okay i got so bored because you're just staring at stupid papers i'm sorry you? who are you yeah not important i'm looking for you and she points right at tor what, what is happening right now? Tor <laughs> just like takes a step back, like Kalima hand on mace, like I- I'm sorry, I thought you got the message. I'm here to take you to the meeting. Tor, what is th- what? Yeah, what message? What? Yeah, who's Who? this creature? My name is Firo, if anyone cares. Who? Firo. Firo. Is this a gnome? A Deep nope, gnome? you don't. No, you can make an Arcana check. Is it a goblin? I will. <laughs> can for I make sure. An insight check on the, the gnome's actions. Twenty-one for insight. Now go ahead on Arcana. Nine. Ten. Fourteen. So seems super impatient, and he seems like he's just—he's not doesn't seem hostile. He just seems like he's ready to go. As far as the Arcana checks go, you have never seen anything like this before. This 
person just appeared in the room? As far as you can tell. Okay. I was a little distracted, so I must have missed something. All of a sudden, like, the air seems to pull, and you feel your hair, like, brush past as he's on the other side of the room looking at some of the papers that you had in your hand. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, hands off. What? What's going on? I I was looking to see if any of these were interesting. Do you want it back? Yeah. You find the papers suddenly in your hand, and again, he's back in the corner you just saw him in. And Tor just just puts up his hands like, I don't know what you are referring to. You want your memories back, right? You want your research back. I'm supposed to take you to the... I'm sorry. Let me say it slower. I'm supposed to take you to the meeting for that. I don't know what meeting this is. I thought she talked to you. All right, if she really didn't talk to you, I can't believe that. Usually she just goes and you're asleep and then you see her. No, no, no. Are you from by Ghosto? Yeah. She wants to talk with him and just points again at Tor. That that was more than a dream. Duh. (laughs) He glares now and just fine. What? Have you guys never seen a quickling before? A what? I believe we have literally never seen a quickling. (laughs) So, Firo? Yes, Firo. Firo. Okay, Firo. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. You just see Kalima. I'm sorry. The side, I'm like just used to dealing mom. with people who tend to be really, 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 really quick on their feet, and all of you seem a little slow to me. As his foot just taps faster, by the way. Do you, uh, so I should probably give you Tor's uh, result of his insight check. Yeah, go ahead. 29? Seems crazy impatient, like he just wants you to follow him and get this over with. Well, Tor is now very impatient. And he'll he'll follow. Well, Piro, what are you doing with Tor? We want him back. <laughs> yeah. Look, the deal is supposed to be that he actually is not going to be harmed in any way she performed. That was part of the deal. And that's... Sorry. Hold on. The deal is supposed to be that he goes to this meeting, gets to talk about whatever deal he wants in order to get his research and his memories back. However, he will not be physically harmed in any way, shape, or form and can come back whenever he wishes. What about or mentally, mentally. He will not yeah. be affected or controlled in any way, shape, or form. But you didn't say not harmed. I did say not harmed. He will not be physically harmed in any way, shape, or form. M- mentally harmed. He won't be mentally harmed, but it all is going to depend on what kind of deal he wants to make. And he grasps at his head like, I already have a headache. Let's, let's just, it's fine. Just, let's go. Yeah, this is a meeting only for him. The rest of you can go about your business and do what you want. Hopefully this meeting helps you too. Good luck against the Whispered Ones. Who is this guy? (laughs) I have so many questions. (laughs) So many questions. I'm so confused. All right, you ready to go, Tor? uh, Tor, if you can't find us when you get back, go to the Academy and find Thoven. Oh, he'll be able to find you. Bye will send you to him. Or other way around. Send him to you. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to move so slow. Okay. Uh, let's go, Tor. And he just, <laughs> he seems to be moving at an exaggeratingly slow pace as he walks out of the door and just looks back to see if you're following him. Tor follows at 25 speed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll just lean down to Elsis and be like, well, this puts Lily in a whole new perspective. <laughs> yeah. And as he's like walking out of the room and down the stairs, he's, you just hear from Firo, slow, slow, slow. <laughs> Will you stop that? You hear a slight whining noise as he turns to look at you, Tor, and realize he is saying something, 
It's just too fast for you to actually hear it. Oh. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave the episode for today. But before we go, I thought it would be interesting to add in the legend of Bayagosto. All right, children. Now, I know you don't always like listening to your father and I, but there are things outside the house that are dangerous to anyone who leave at night. But come on, we just want to have fun. What's so scary outside? All right, children. Come, sit. I'll tell you the tale of Bayagosto. Now the legend goes that the elves originated from another place, another world called the Feywild. It is said to be a land filled with creatures known as the Fey. In this land, the Fey were wild and free, creating spells, architecture, and art to their heart's content. It is unknown what happened, but one day, the Fey began to leave their home and explore the planes of existence that surrounded them. Many traveled into the material plane and eventually became the elves that exist in the world today. There was one couple who were not content to simply reside within the material plane, but wanted to explore everything. There's no fun in this world. Our magics are weak, and most things here are far too simple and barbaric. Let's see what else these portals can take us and see what else this world has to offer. That sounds like fun, but I want you to promise me that if things ever stop being fun, we just go home. Of course. The pair learned to manipulate the magic in order to create portals between the realms and began traveling and studying everything they came across. They crossed planes that are said to contain the purest form of the elements themselves and proceeded from there into the realms of the gods. They explored each of these planes and came to learn much and loved all new things that they experienced. They even found many things that attracted them in the more hellish places where devils and demons are said to tread. Throughout these trips, they met many creatures that they established relationships with, though there was one in particular that the pair came to grow close with. This individual was said to be a charming and cunning creature of the lower plains named Vasil. It is said that Vasil was a powerful devil of the lower plains who used his wiles to convince the pair to help him. Dearest friends, we have spent much good time together and I will admit that I am a bit of a bind and could use the help of such people who are so magically inclined. There's a powerful entity who seeks my head because he is trying to get out of a deal that we made. He thinks himself to be a god of death and looks to kill me to increase his own strength. I, however, cannot leave my realm, but you two could. You could go and stop this terrible creature from taking my life. Won't you two help me, dear friends? The Fey man felt that he could trust Vasil, but the woman was not so sure. I don't know about dealing with such a powerful creature, dear. I do not know if we should interfere. Vasil has been a good friend to us. It is only right that we help him in his time of need. Very well, dear. I trust you. I only ask that you promise if things get too difficult, we will go. Of course. It is said that the pair went face to face with the god of death and were forever changed by the experience, as the god kept the man but banished the woman after taking away her sight. You are blind to the friends that you keep. Therefore, I will give you a gift and take your sight from you. Never again will you be able to see as others do. The woman, beaten and bloodied, returned to her devilish friend and pleaded with him to help her. 
I can help you, but I need something from you in return. I need power that you have, and I do not. I will allow you to see your beloved again in exchange for... your soul. Is the only thing that can give me the power I need to help you. The woman agreed without hesitation, and found this to be the biggest mistake of her life. Her soul was sold to this devil, who enjoyed the suffering of the woman, as she felt she could see her love just out of her periphery, yet never approach him. Time passed, and the woman soon discovered that though her sight was destroyed by the so-called God of Death, she began to see not in the manner that most humans do, but saw the lifespans of the creatures around her. At first she was not sure what this meant, until some began to draw to zero and die. She realized that this was the gift the apparent God of Death spoke of, and she knew she must use this gift to her advantage. Vasil, there was an apparent side effect to the loss of my sight. I can see the lifespans of others. I was thinking perhaps I could use this power to convince others to make deals with you and increase your strength. Vasil was enticed by this and allowed the woman to make trips into the material plane in order to see if she could use her powers to gather more souls for him. She quickly learned how to use this knowledge to her advantage and began to help her master increase his strength. It is said, however, that she only acted out of character when she learned of children who would try to run from home. Any children who ran from home she would catch, and it is uncertain what became of them, as they were never heard from again. It is believed that she felt no child should ever abandon their family and home. There eventually came a day when Vasil had trusted the woman so much that he stopped paying such a close eye on her, and that day she got the revenge she sought. Secretly, she returned to the devilish plane Vasil resides in, and made her way deep into his home, and discovered something that is said to give power over any otherworldly creature, his true name. When Vasil returned home, he found his power gone, as the woman took all of the souls that he had in his possession. Please, I can be of use to you. I still have some power and influence in this realm. I have skills that could be of aid that you do not have, even with your amazing sight. I can see into the thoughts of mortals at will and can even see the names of mortals with little effort. Fair enough. I will not turn down aid, but things will be different now. I want to make a deal with you. Give me access to all of the powers in your possession, and in exchange, I will not kill you. But make sure that you and I remain together. I agree to your deal, ma- No! I go by my old name, no longer Vasil. From now on, you will refer to me as by Agosto. Now come, dear. Let us seal this deal. True to her word, Bai did not kill Vasil, but consumed him and absorbed his essence, making her first true deal ever and turning her into something far more powerful than she ever was before. With her newfound power, she attempted to travel to the place where the so-called God of Death resided, though she found nothing there. Searching everywhere she could, she never found where the dead now resided, as she continued to hold out hope of finding her beloved. Eventually, she returned to the material plane, realizing the mortals of this world could be the only ones capable of leading her to what she sought as she looked beyond the boundaries of the planes and watches the souls of those who die pass on. It is said that she continues to make deals in order to keep getting more powerful though it is still with those that leave their homes that she punishes most severely. It is said that she wanders the streets of towns and cities, 
looking for the next souls ready to leave this world in the hopes of finding her lost love, or help those souls along who abandon their homes and families, making the same mistake she felt she did long ago. Now children, this is why you should listen to your mother and your father. Now it's time to go to bed. Remember, stay indoors at night and do not leave your homes. Or the terrible Bayagosto will come to claim your soul. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you're following us on Podbeans, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, be sure to give us a review and let us know how we're doing. Share us around with your friends. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written for all your updates.